Welcome to the Truth Hurts Program. I'm Steve Z. Let's get right to it. Gropey Joe Biden is a known liar. He's a plagiarist. His first two runs for presidential office, he was forced to drop out because he got caught claiming that things that he wrote were written by him, but they were actually written by other people throughout history. He is a pathological, habitual liar. It's his MO. It's the way he has been his entire 47 plus years in politics. Now here are five broken promises and things that he's basically crawfished on or flip-flopped on in the first month since he took office. Remember, he's only been in office less than two months and now the honeymoon is just about over. Remember when he said to Donald Trump that incarcerating children at the southern border was criminal and that how would you like to be in those cages and things of that nature? Do you remember the second Trump-Biden presidential debate? It was a tension-filled event as both candidates traded blows on the topic of immigration and the migrant crisis at the southern border, the illegal immigrant crisis. Joe Biden scolded Donald Trump at that second debate when he was referring to Trump's handling of the migrant churn at the southern border. He said, quote, they got separated from their parents. That makes us a laughingstock, violates every notion of who we are as a nation. Throughout that second presidential debate, if you recall, the entire evening, Biden made America feel like he was personally wounded that Trump and the United States of America could possibly be doing this to immigrant children. He made it crystal clear. But that, of course, changed the day he took office. On February 26th, the day and a half after taking office, Biden reopened a camp for migrant children at Carrizo Springs, Texas, which was used at one point by the Trump administration to house migrant children. Members of Joe Biden's own party condemned his decision, with Representative Alexandria Horseface Cortez saying, quote, This is not okay. This has never been okay. Never will be okay. No matter the administration or party. This is not okay. She said that in a tweet on February 23rd. It's a 66-acre sprawling desert facility. And it's been reopened and will hold as many as 700 migrant children aged 13 to 17. You might also recall Gropey Joe throughout the 2020 election cycle. He made his fair share of immigration policy promises to the American people and to the illegal aliens, most notably regarding the deportation of said illegal invaders. He said, quote, I will send to the desk immediately a bill that requires access to citizenship for 11 million undocumented folks. Number one. Number two, first 100 days of my administration, no one, no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations take place with commissions of felonies in the United States of America. He said that during the Democratic debate in March of 2020, just a year ago. However, Gropey Joe, since taking office, has continued deporting thousands of individuals who are crossing the border illegally. That's lie number two. 
In fact, according to United We Dream, the largest youth-led immigrant community in our country, as of February 26th of this year, the Biden administration has deported 26,248 illegal immigrants. Now, I'm happy that he's doing that, but he's lied to us and lied and lied and lied. How about those $2,000 checks that Gropey Joe promised throughout the entirety of the 2020 election campaign? President Biden campaigned on the promise that he would pass a COVID relief bill that would send $2,000 checks to all American families. His actual statement in a January 10th tweet was, $600 simply not enough when you have to choose between paying rent and putting food on the table. We need $2,000 stimulus checks. You might recall that a week before that tweet was sent out, he was campaigning for John Ossoff and the criminal Raphael Warnock in Georgia. Biden promised that if the duo won their respective Senate races, it would put an end to the block in Washington of the $2,000 stimulus check and that the, quote, money would go out the door immediately, unquote. However, since taking office, Biden's lie has come to the fore. He's quickly moved away from the idea. And now he's even flip-flopped further, saying that some American families would receive at the most $1,400 depending on their income. And if you're fortunate enough to make $80,000 a year, you get zero. His press secretary, Jen Psaki, well, she attempted to defend his flip-flop, saying there were $600 payments, as you know, in the $900 billion package that passed in December. This is $1,400. So together, $600 plus $1,400 would be $2,000. So he would actually be delivering on the promise he made. And this is something he is firmly sticking by. Nice try, Psaki. While he was on the campaign trail, Biden made it clear that the $2,000 stimulus checks were a top priority. No mention anywhere in that promise that he is now broken was it mentioned that he would be combining it with last year's check that was put into place by who? I'm sorry, who? Oh yes, Donald John Trump. Now, one of Joe Biden's often repeated promises throughout the entire campaign in 2020 was that under his administration, the federal minimum wage would be raised to $15 an hour. You know he put an asterisk on that somewhere, right? He said if passed, it would be the first time the federal government has changed the minimum wage since 2009. His actual tweet on November 16th of 2020, and let me stop for a moment. Remember, he told Donald Trump to stop tweeting, but he tweets every day, or at least one of his handlers tweets in his name. On November 16th of 2020, he tweeted, when we build back better, we do so with higher wages, including $15 minimum wage, better benefits, strong collective bargaining rights you can raise family on. That's how we build back the middle class better than ever. However, now six weeks into his first term, the Biden administration has seemingly walked away from the idea. On February 25th, the Senate voted against a mandatory $15 federal minimum wage. But remember, Biden and his lackey, Camel Toe Harris, run the Senate with Chuckles the Clown Schumer in tow. It was a requirement in their $1.9 trillion relief bill that they're claiming is for COVID relief. 
And since the Senate conducted the vote, President Biden has shown zero interest in using executive orders to push his minimum wage mandate through. It worked so well under Barack Obama, and now Joe Biden wants to go all in for round two. It's the 2021 Cash for Clunkers stimulus from Gropey Joe and Camel Toe. Remember all those junk cars being towed down to Mexico for resale? Well, now that Gropey Joe has opened the gates to the Mexicans, Hondurans, Colombians, Guatemalans, and all the other invaders from the southern border, there's no longer a need to send those junk cars south of the border. Trade in your clunker now, and Gropey Joe and Camel Toe will send you a check. Then we'll sell those at a massive government auction to all the illegal immigrants so they'll stay right here in the good old U.S. of A. Yes, one man's trash really is another man's treasure with the all-new 2021 Cash for Clunkers program brought to you by Gropey Joe Biden in association with Obama Motors. You trade in your old car on a new one, Gropey Joe will cut you a check for up to $1,400. Push them, pull them, drag them on in. Portions of the proceeds will go to the Obama Foundation for Mentally Challenged Democrats. Cash for Clunkers, it's back and it's bigger and better than ever. Remember, for four years under Donald Trump, no new wars, no new armed conflicts. Under former President Trump, the U.S. conducted a small number of airstrikes in the Middle East, including the 2020 assassination of Iranian General Soleimani in Iraq. And there were a few 2017 airstrikes on bases in Syria after chemical attacks were launched against rebel forces. At the time, prominent figures from the recently elected Biden administration were awesomely quick to condemn those actions by President Trump. And Biden said on January 5th regarding Soleimani's assassination, last thing we need is another war in the Middle East. And guess what? He's bringing war to the Middle East right now. Another lie. And you also might recall that those 2017 airstrikes in Syria were met with backlash from Press Secretary Jen Psaki and Vice President Camel Toe Harris. Vice President Kamala Harris said in a tweet, I strongly support our men and women in uniform and believe we must hold Assad accountable for his unconscionable use of chemical weapons, but I'm deeply concerned about the legal rationale for last night's airstrikes. Jen Psaki also questioned Trump's legal authority to launch those 2017 strikes in Syria. She said, what's the legal authority for strikes? Assad is a brutal dictator, but Syria is a sovereign country. She said that back in 2017 in a tweet. Now, despite Biden, Harris, and Psaki's previous rhetoric against airstrikes, on February 25th, just a week or so ago, a month after taking office, Gropey Joe Biden's handlers had him authorize an airstrike in Syria targeting Iranian-backed militia groups. Biden did not consult with Congress before launching the strikes, resulting in a barrage of legal questions as well as heavy backlash from multiple Democrat lawmakers as well as Republicans. But remember, with some 50-plus executive orders already in place, to curtail our freedoms and cut us off socially from each other. He's not made one single move to authorize any of his campaign promises. The puppet masters pulling his strings simply will not allow it. Are you planning another weekend of total lockdown, quarantine, or forced isolation? Has the two weeks to flatten the curve lie finally sunk in and you just want to get away? 
Republican Land Vacations invites you to Republican-controlled Florida. Florida offers the safety of wide-open spaces, indoor dining, live music, sunny beaches, concerts, movie theaters, spacious occupied stadiums for sports of all types, recreational activities out in the open, and best of all, no Kung Fu Wuhan flu. Let our bright, sunny skies load your body with vitamin D. Drink some Florida orange juice for some healthy vitamin C. And ladies, the men here are filled with vitamin E. Leave your masks and sanitizers at home, because in Republican-controlled Florida, we control immigration and we control the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. We're keeping it out of here. Governor Ron DeSantis invites you down to sunny Florida, where our businesses are open, our kids are in school, and we enjoy the nation's lowest infection rate for COVID-19. Come to Florida now to get away from the hype, the drama, and the lies of the lockdown cities of Democrat land. Paid for by the Florida Department of Tourism. I remember years ago, a radio announcer in New Orleans was fired for making a reference to African american 13% minority people in New Orleans being of Neanderthal thinking habits. Gropey Joe Biden made the same exact remark about people in Texas and Mississippi. Joe Biden's remarks are sparking anger among people in Texas and Mississippi after he slammed both states for lifting mask mandates amid the ongoing overhyped, overreported coronavirus Wuhan China flu pandemic. Biden told reporters that it's a big mistake that governors are loosening COVID-19 restrictions. He said this Wednesday, he said the last thing we need is Neanderthal thinking. Racist, bigoted, idiot. His comments came after Texas Governor Greg Abbott said he would terminate all coronavirus measures starting next week. And Mississippi Governor Tate Reeves announced he would rescind mask requirements effective immediately. In fact, about 20 states have either relaxed or completely done away with the draconian mask wearing and social distancing and other BS requirements that have been put into place with no actual scientific evidence to back them up. The uniter, Joe Biden, the guy, Mr. Unity, Mr. Unification, Mr. Let's All Come Together, if you disagree with Gropey Joe, you're a Neanderthal, said Senator Josh Hawley, the Missouri Republican, on Fox News Thursday. The Biden administration and so-called experts from federal health agencies have continued encouraging to wear not one, but two masks, despite the fact that the vaccines that Donald Trump put into place are taking effect nationwide. And that the nation's COVID-19 metrics have plateaued and are in decline. Of course, the ever-trying Dr. Anthony Fauci, trying to remain relevant, trying to remain in the headlines and on television screens around the world, he said, it's just inexplicable why you would want to pull back now. I understand the need to want to get back to normality, but you're only going to set yourself back if you just completely push aside the public health guidelines. Gropey Joe told reporters yesterday, hope everybody realized by now these masks make a difference. We're on a cusp being able to fundamentally change the nature of this disease and the way in which we were able to get vaccines in people's arms. You're gonna change the way we get vaccines in people's arms, Gropey Joe? It's usually done with a hypodermic needle. How are you gonna fundamentally change that? Are you gonna start shoving vaccines up people's rectal cavities? Come on, man. Come on, Gropey Joe. Quit using these terms like fundamentally change. All it does is make you look like an Obama lackey, which is, of course, what you are. 
Biden's not the only one displeased with the recent announcements and relaxations. Local officials in Texas and Mississippi have expressed concerns that relaxing measures will endanger the health of residents. <laughs> Guess what? If you want to wear a mask, you can continue to wear one. No one's going to throw you out of a store for wearing a mask. Well, they might start throwing you out of banks. Because until the year 2020, in the history of history, you were never allowed to wear a mask into a bank. It's just stupid. We'll be right back. Next person in line. Oh, that's me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yes, ma'am. I would like to apply for the manager of employee relations position you advertised online. You? Yes, um, yes. Is, is, is there a problem? You do realize this job for the person who have to deal with women and minorities, right? Um, yes, ma'am. I did. Oh, no, you didn't. You did not come up in here with all that ma'am garbage. You do not call me ma'am. Who the hell do you think you is calling me ma'am, huh? Well, I... Just because you see me sitting up in here wearing this lace dress do not mean that I am a woman. Well, I... I mean, for all you know, I could be a dude in drag. I could be a transvestite. I could even be a transgender woman in transition. I'm sorry, but I... But I... But I... You're gonna need to have a much thicker skin than that if you're gonna work up in here. Now, what's your name? I'm Patrick McGillicuddy. Well, Mr. Patrick McGillicuddy, that name sounds awful white. You sure this is the job you really want? Well, I... This here's a government job, you heard? Well, I... I mean, we have a hiring protocol here, Mr. McGillicuddy, where we have to make sure that the makeup of the personnel accurately reflect the population demographic of our community. Where you stay at? Where do I what? Where you stay at? Where your house at? Um, my home address is 1256 North Upperline Street in Uptown. Uh-huh. So you one of them Uptown privileged people, ain't you? Well, no, not actually. You see, I inherited my late mother's house and... Well, ain't you special? You inherit your mama house? And probably all that nice old lady wood furniture too, huh? Well, actually, yes. Mother did have some very nice pieces. Look, boy, I don't care about your mama nice piece or nothing. No, no, I, I meant the, 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 the furniture. Ain't nobody don't care about your mama house, about your mama furniture. Ain't nobody care about none of that. Look around you. Tell me what you see. Well, I... You see any more white people up in here? No, you do not. You see some black folk? Yes, you do. You see some Spanish folk? Yes, you do. You see some broke-ass looking people? Yes, you do. But I'm just looking for a... Now, how you gonna come up in here with those nice shoes and that fancy coat and that stupid massa necktie? Come up in here acting like you needs a job. Well, I... Your privileged ass need to go back where you came from and get up from in here right now. These people around here be done killed your ass by Friday, you heard? The U.S. Department of Labor under President Joseph R. Biden paid for this announcement in an effort to promote minority hiring in all businesses and government sectors. This ad was paid for with your tax dollars. I thought everything was going to get better as soon as Gropey Joe Biden became president. Well, now he's into his second month and things are not getting better at all. They're getting far, far worse. In fact, President Joe Biden said on Friday, the 5th of March, that the latest job report shows job gains are too slow and his COVID-19 bill is urgently needed to boost the economy. But I thought just your simply being there was going to make everyone better and make everything better and the world was going to just become perfect again. In fact, employers added only 379,000 jobs in February. January gains were revised up to 166,000 jobs. Ooh. The pickups after employers cut many jobs last year 
in the wake of the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus scare. Biden speaking ahead of an economic briefing by his top advisors, including the Janet Yellen Treasury Secretary, said, Without rescue plans, gains are gone too slow. Can't afford one step forward, two steps backwards. That sounds almost exactly like words that were used by Donald Trump. And you guys went nuts over it. Remember? Remember the outcry? The backlash? Speaking of backlash, imagine all of the furor that is bouncing around right now as the Minnesota Court of Appeals ruled that a lower court must reconsider whether to add a third-degree murder charge against the police officer Derek Chauvin, who was accused of killing the criminal thug George Floyd. The ruling came just days before jury selection in Chauvin's trial was set to begin next Monday, and it raises the possibility of a delay in the trial. Imagine that. A unanimous decision by the appeals court means the trial court may once again hear arguments from former officer Chauvin, as well as prosecutors from Minnesota Attorney General's office, over whether he should be facing a third-degree murder charge instead of second-degree. As you know, he's already facing second-degree murder and second-degree manslaughter, but prosecutors are now seeking to add a third-degree charge, which could carry 25 years in prison and will give them an additional avenue to win a conviction because they know there ain't no way in hell his actions of trying to subdue a drug-addled criminal thug who was resisting arrest would stick and get a conviction in second-degree murder. Chauvin's lawyer, Eric Nelson, could appeal this ruling to the Supreme Court of Minnesota. He has not yet responded to an inquiry as to whether or not he will do so. Third-degree murder was the first charge he faced after he was arrested in the days following the criminal thug George Floyd's death back on May 25th of last year. At the time, the charge prompted an outcry of activists and lawyers who said he must face a more severe charge. Remember when they said third-degree murder is not going to be good enough? Third-degree murder in Minnesota has long been understood as an act evinced with a depraved mind, according to the statute, that is dangerous to a group of people rather than one person. An often cited example is a suspect who fires a gun randomly into a passing train or someone who drives a car into a crowd. In addition, drug dealers have often been prosecuted with third-degree murder in Minnesota when one of their customers dies of an overdose. Going by that interpretation of third-degree murder, Judge Peter Cahill, presiding over Chauvin's trial, dismissed the charge last fall and upheld the second-degree charges. And I love the way the liberal media makes it out to be that Derek Chauvin was this horrible criminal cop that was doing something intentional to try and snuff out a black man. The fact is, the criminal George Floyd was committing a crime and was resisting arrest and was refusing to comply with lawful orders. Now guess what? He was also high on drugs, including fentanyl. We all know that's a very dangerous drug. The death of Floyd, according to the media, who gasped for air while Chauvin pressed him to the concrete with his knee. More like while he resisted arrest and Officer Chauvin did his job to try and subdue a drug-addled suspect. The man was using counterfeit money. He was on drugs. Doesn't mean he deserved to die, but he did not die because of George Floyd's knee. He died because he was out of shape 
and overdosing on drugs and went into a panic that caused his heart to stop. Read the autopsy reports, the one from the city and the one from the family. Both of them concur that asphyxiation was not the cause of death. If you can say, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, guess what? You're breathing, asshat. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a kangaroo court because they have to, have to, have to get a conviction. Otherwise, the country will once again erupt in peaceful protests. Yeah, more like murderous riots. Yep, can't have that on Gropey Joe's watch. No siree. So they're just going to convict this guy and lock him away. And even if he's convicted of third-degree murder, if he doesn't get the maximum sentence, there'll be riots in the streets. Because that's how the Animal Revenge Society gets their kicks. We'll be right back. I'm dying to know what the next classic children's tale that gets canceled will be. And they've already destroyed Dr. Seuss. I guess next year we won't get to watch Frosty the Snowman because the woke crowd, the cancel culture, will finally wake up and realize Frosty the Snowman has no pants and he smokes a tobacco pipe in front of children. But he's wearing a hat so they can't say he's completely nude, right? Time is running out for your chance to win an all-expense-paid free trip to your local neighborhood COVID-19 testing center. Yes, very soon the government will begin charging you for soon-to-be mandatory coronavirus testing and costly COVID-19 vaccinations, which have proven to be not very effective in the long term and cause a wide variety of harmful side effects in the short term. With new hybrid strains and variations of the Wuhan China novel coronavirus of 2019, 2020, and now 2021, you are running out of time to receive the free version beta test of the vaccine. Get yours before the new high-cost, more effective vaccines are released to the general public for those with privilege in your area. Go to www.getshotgetscrewed.org to find out where free, ineffective vaccines are being provided for free in your area. That's getshotgetscrewed.org. Do it now or you'll be sorry. Democrats joined Republicans to defeat a mandatory increase of the minimum wage to $15 an hour. These brave Democrats are Joe Manchin of West Virginia, John Tester of Montana, Jean Shaheen out of New Hampshire, Maggie Hassan of New Hampshire, Angus King of Maine, Kirsten Sinema of Arizona, Tom Carper and Chris Coons, both of Delaware. Finally, some Democrats with the balls to stand up to the Puppet Masters. Hello, crackers. Yo, white bread. Have you ever wanted to play the race card, but your skin is just too light? Is your hair too straight or too blonde? Do you have blue eyes? Is your nose pointy? You don't obviously have what it takes to be able to play the race card. Until now. New from Game Card Industry Syndicate is a full deck of 54 race cards that you can play anytime, any place that you want to. Four sets of 13 individual suits of cards plus two jokers that can be used in any situation where your white privilege is creating a scene. 
The deck includes 13 solid black cards, 13 dark brown cards, 13 light brown cards, and 13 Asian cards, complete with oriental numerals. There's also two jokers. One shows the face of Al Sharptongue and the other, Jesse, Jack's son. Your complete set of race cards is not available in stores, so you have to act now before this offer is censored by the mainstream media and social media platforms. Now even the fairest-skinned, blonde-haired, blue-eyed, freckle-faced conservative Caucasian can play the race card. To order, call toll-free 1-855-BIG-CHIP. That's 1-855-BIG-CHIP. Like the chip on the shoulders of those who don't want you to be able to play the race card. Operators are standing by. Ask now how you can add a deck of LGBTQ cards for use anytime you need a gay pass. And that's going to put a lid on this Friday afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program with your host, Steve Z. I hope you all go out there and make it a great weekend, and we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Truth Hurts program. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. We apologize if you were offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2021, the Truth Hurts program network. All rights reserved.